Greetings, my little oddities. Welcome to Odd Tuesdays. This is Monica Carraway from Small Biz Thoughts. Before we start the show today, I'd like to announce that we have officially syndicated the show to the iTunes Store. So next time you're in the iTunes Store, look us up. We're in the podcast section, but a simple search pulls us right on up. Now, today, Carl's joined by Mike Honig from Results Software to discuss the results solution and various partner levels they offer. We are also joined by Amy Babinchek in our Oddballs segment, and I'll be sharing some tech news brought to you by Neowin.net. First up, upcoming tech events happening. There is a Ulistic MSP workshop on in Houston, November 13th. Information can be found at ulistic.com. The IT Nation 2014 event is on in Orlando, Florida, November 12th to the 14th. Visit theitnation.com for more information. Robin Robbins Technology Marketing Toolkit is on in Washington, D.C., November 18th and 19th. More details can be found at itmarketingroadshow.com. Carl's SMB Roadshow is heading down under, with live events planned in Brisbane, November 18th, Sydney, November 20th, Melbourne, November 25th, and Auckland, November 27th. Please visit smbroadshow.com for full details. The SMB Tech Fest event is on November 21st and 22nd in Orange County, with events also scheduled online. Go to smbtechfest.com forward slash events for details. And beginning in December, Great Little Seminar brings you another brand new course. Currently, uh, Rayanne Buccianico is instructing the financial processes that make all the difference course. Starting December 1, both Manuel Polachek and Carl will be instructing the most important checklists for any MSP course. For details and course registration, please visit greatlittleseminar.com. And now, let's hand off to Carl and Mike Koenig. Hi, this is Carl, and I'm joined now by Mike Honig from Results Software. Welcome, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Carl. How would you describe results? Is it a is it a, a CRM system? Is it a PSA? What is what is results? Well, results is uh, a bit of a I would say an expanded CRM system. So it's being used by many of our clients as a PSA because it does include not only the traditional tracking of emails and, and scheduling and all of all of the sales pipeline management, et cetera, that everybody knows is in a CRM, but it also includes a good project management component as well as a field service management component. So it's mobile enabled while you can use it as a Windows application in the back office, which makes it a pretty unique offering. I was quite interested when I was setting up results in our office that there were these options about, oh, do you want to do time tracking? And I'm like, really? Well, that's kind of interesting. So we can actually have, I guess, the equivalent of what you would call a service ticket and then uh, track how much time people spend on all of those things. This is, this is correct, and we've gone a step further as well. For those companies that use QuickBooks on the back end, we've designed it such that you can track time, which is then put into the employee's timesheet or the consultant's timesheet, and also, if it's billable time, we'll automatically 
bill against that client. Very good. So who is uh, your primary audience for this? Is it um, IT consultants? Is it uh, uh, end users, accountants, uh, lawyers? Who buys this? Well, we, we think of results, and it's really been designed as a general business CRM. So we've got clients in all manner of industries, um, everything from uh, manufacturing and light manufacturing to field service we've got. <laughs> you know, in, in the field service area, we, we think of it as contract services. So IT services uh, use results pretty heavily. Uh, but also to do landscape contractors, home improvement contractors. Some of our biggest clients are builders. So it runs the full gamut, and we've found that this is particularly of interest in the IT community because IT contractors and, and managed service providers, and particularly those that provide outsourced uh, CIO-type services, are able to use it to manage their own business, but at the same time, there's a partner opportunity that allows them to resell it to their client base if, if indeed they want to make CRM part of their practice. And you guys have focused on small business kind of forever, right? So this is, I mean, it's obviously useful in a, in a larger office, but if somebody's just got two employees or five employees, as long as they're moving money and they need to keep track of their their end-user clients, uh, then it's useful, correct? Indeed, and we, we really see results as software that is particularly useful to firms of many sizes, but it's, it's particularly useful when a firm grows to the point where they realize that keeping track of things on spreadsheets and just in their Outlook calendar is no longer working. So um, this runs on a SQL database, so you could either use uh, SQL Express uh, or Big Daddy SQL, is that correct? That is correct. So pretty much any version of SQL is supported, um, and for those that are going to implement it with the remote access, so you know our, our web connectors, SQL is required, we actually do still support a um, Microsoft Jet database engine for companies that, that maybe don't even have a server. So it will work fine in a peer-to-peer -peer type network. All righty. And um, if people are remote, so you mentioned the mobile, does that require that everybody have like uh, a, a hosted server or can you put it on your server at your office? You can put it on your server at your office. So web mobile allows you to access the same database. So it sits alongside wherever your database is. If your database is hosted, then you know whether it's uh, you know an Amazon server or other, you're able to install this. You need to install it as a web application. It allows you then to log in from any web-enabled device to the same data so I can go in and look up clients, I can do quotes on my Droid or my iPhone or uh, a tablet device, any device that's web-enabled and has a standard browser and we support pretty much all of the browsers for this. So if you're running Safari or, or uh, Firefox, it doesn't matter. 
and it really it gives you that anywhere, anytime access back to the office. It even lets you complete work orders in the field, get a, a signature right on your phone that's recorded in the same database so the folks back in the office can see that you completed it and got, got the sign off. And you can even take pictures in the field that are, again, immediately available back in the office and become a permanent part of the, the contact record. So those, those photos of the, uh, the wiring closet or photos of the <laughs> server racks, you know, those things automatically become part of the contact record. So the next time you're headed out there, you've got that information right at your fingertips. When you start talking about photos of the wiring closet, all I can think of is before and after photos. That's, those are my favorite wiring closet photos. That's right. And uh, the best ones are when you come back and the, and the customer's been in there uh, trying to rewire things themselves. Exactly. <laughs> so this, uh, the thing that I like about results is that it's very, very flexible. So pretty much, I mean, people hear this all the time, but it really is designed for everybody. And you also have different levels of entry. Uh, people can buy a license outright, or they can do a subscription plan. Um, there's, there's lots of options. And I think, so we're reselling results, and I think there are four different uh, options that we have. But you have additional options as well on your site. Companies can really start small and scale with the software. That's, that's one thing. So we have a standard CRM that's designed really to automate the sales and customer service side of the business. So you can do the scheduling, sales can send out quotes and track opportunities, all of those things. One can then upgrade to project, which adds to that service order or work order and project management. So as, they, as the company grows and evolves, you can push it into the operations side of the business. And then we've got the business suite, which incorporates all of that and adds to it the invoicing and payments management functionality. So you can then tie it together with the finance function. It stream, streamlines uh, uh, cash flow and, and uh, accounts receivable by you know, putting everyone in the picture of is this somebody that's got a pass due invoice, for example? Or sales can come in and say, hey, show me everyone that ever bought a particular router because now we're selling an upgrade. The nice thing as well is that the upgrades are as easy as plugging in a new license. You don't even need to reinstall it to upgrade it. And you can always add them web mobile to any of those. So. We do have our sort of top-of-the-line product that is what we call mobile enterprise, which includes the business suite along with the web mobile. But we've, we do offer the web mobile as an add-on to the standard CRM or the, the project platforms as well. Very good. So with that, do you have uh, something that you want to offer to uh, our listeners here today? We are giving a special offer. We've got an offer for listeners that are primarily interested in implementing results because they need it in their business. We've got another offer that's geared towards listeners that 
might be thinking of it more as a uh, reseller opportunity. So I'd love to share that information. I'd ask your listeners, Carl, to go ahead and either call me at 800-713-7013 and just ask for Mike, or go ahead and email sales at results-software.com and mention Odd Tuesdays. I'll be happy to get you all the information about about both of these special offers. Let me know which one is more of interest. Excellent. Well, thank you, sir. I certainly appreciate your time, and thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Now for today's Oddballs segment, we are joined by Amy Babinchek, who will discuss what vendor relationships mean to her MSP business and what they should mean to yours. Hi, this is Amy from Harbor Computer Services in Third Tier. Today I'm going to tell you a story. Be nice to vendors and they will be nice to you. It's something that I had to tell one of my recent hires after I heard him on the phone sounding annoyed with an important vendor for one of our clients. You know exactly what I mean. None of us can stand first-tier support, right? After he got off the phone, he then not so eloquently expressed his disdain for vendors in general as if they were made of evil. It was then we had one of those sit-down conversations. You see, I said, vendors are important to me. They're important to Harbor, and they're important to our clients. Be nice to vendors, and they will be nice to you. I know, but they're so aggravating, and they never understand what you're trying to tell them, and then they give you some stupid answer that you've already tried and know doesn't work. They don't listen. It's still broken, and they don't care. Calm down. Listen up. They do care. Yesterday, I received a card from one of our vendors, Calyptix. I handed it to him, and I waited while he read it. Inside is a handwritten note letting us know how much we've meant to them as partners, and that our participation has helped them grow and define themselves better in the market. He handed it back. I launched into a couple of recent vendor interactions to reinforce the message. A couple of months ago, our partner rep at LogMeIn called to see how my trial at Cubby Enterprise was going. I told him I wasn't sure I could recommend it to my clients. The product is great, the features, the security, the ease of use, but there's another problem and it revolved around marketing to external users. I just wasn't comfortable with it. I then added I would be happy to provide this feedback to someone in the Cubby team. That's the key point of this story, by the way. I let him know I was willing to talk about it. I didn't just cut him off because he wanted to sell it, and I didn't think I wanted to. Guess what happened next? Within an hour, I got a call from the Cubby product manager. We hashed it out. I got some inside views, some heads up on what's coming soon. We're selling Cubby now, but that's not the end of this story. I was also asked to talk to another product team based on some of my comments, so I met with them too. A couple months passed, and I got an email from this other product manager. He wanted to let me know that they just signed papers on a new acquisition and that this acquisition is going to be the answer to a lot of the things that he and I talked about. 
He remembered our conversation in enough detail to know that this acquisition is something I would be interested in. He wanted my feedback on it, and I'm in an early trial now for this product, and I'm liking it. Harbor isn't a big company. We're small. These relationships, becoming a person, not a number, is the key thing that sets us apart and allows us to do great things for our clients. It's what consultants do. Around the same time, I got a call from a new product manager for another product we use with another vendor, Same Page by Kerio. This new product manager came from LogMeIn, saw my name on the partner list, called me up during his second day on the job to get my feedback about Same Page, bounce off some of the direction they planned to take it. He said I was his first call because he needs real-world honest feedback from people he can trust. It's all about trust. People work with people they can trust. They don't trust people that are rude to them. They trust people that are helpful to them. And when they, when the you-know-what hits the fan, they will help the people that they trust first. You want to be that person. This isn't just about me, you know. It's about all of us doing this with all of our vendor interactions. This week, Ted, another guy that works for me, had a conversation with the VP of Worldwide Support for Sage Software. The VP of Worldwide Support for Sage is probably a busy guy, but he called Ted. Why? Well, as you know, Ted's been having some installation problems with the new version of Peachtree for one of our clients. Peachtree, like the smallest product that Sage makes, I think. So he called support, and they failed miserably. He fought his way through the issue and finally found an error in the installation instructions, and he thinks it's an error in the programming logic that actually causes it. Support didn't care to hear about it. But then he got a call from the sales rep who was wanting to close on another deal, and he told her, sorry, after the experience with support, I've decided not to recommend Peachtree to my client. This story should start to sound familiar now. What did he do? He added, I called support and they were terrible. They didn't know the product very well. They didn't care to accept my input to get this resolved. Eventually they just gave up. But I ended up finding the problem in a workaround and I think you have a problem in the installer. Here's the key. I'd be happy to talk to someone about what I found. That's what he said. The next thing you know, the VP of Worldwide Sage Support is on the phone listening to the experience that one of his customers had with support, and he selects a top engineer to join the conversation and solve the problem. Did you get the message? It's about letting people know that you want to help, then they will help you. These vendors aren't giant evil companies hoping to ruin your day. They're actually individual people that really care about the product they represent help someone do something better. Finding those people is the trick. They aren't the first level support person that sits in the cube and answers a hundred questions a day and then goes home. They're a little further up the chain. Consultants find their way up the chain to build relationships and get things done for their clients. I already know you're a great technician who can solve problems. I'm waiting to see if you can become a great consultant. And now for today's tech news, brought to you by Neowin.net. The cloud storage wars are heating up as all the major players are giving customers more and more storage space for lower prices. Amazon is now offering all of its Prime subscribers unlimited cloud storage space for their photos. 
The company announced recently that their estimated 20 million Prime members, those who subscribe to Amazon's $99 per year Prime service, now get unlimited storage space for their photos. Until now, this offer was only available to folks that owned a Fire device. But from now on, you can upload your photos free from whichever device you choose, including iOS, Android, and the web. The move comes just days after Microsoft basically began giving storage space away for free to all Office 365 subscribers. OneDrive users that have an Office subscription can now upload all their videos, photos, and various files to an essentially unlimited hard drive in the cloud. Amazon's offer doesn't go that far, being limited to photos, at least for now, however there's still no limit on size or type of image. Raw files are supported, for an example. The offer is expected to extend to other file types quite soon, as these major companies continue to compete for our business. Microsoft is teaming up with Dropbox to offer its Office clients an even better experience, regardless of what device or storage solution they use. That's the news that both companies are currently announcing, as the partnership will promote integration between Dropbox Storage and the Office Suite. Office users, whether they're on a PC, tablet, or phone, will now be able to access all their documents stored on Dropbox directly through the Office app. They'll also be able to edit documents on the fly, with the changes being saved and synced directly through Dropbox. And the reverse is also true, as Dropbox users will now be able to open their Office files in the Dropbox app or website through an implementation of Office web apps or native apps on mobile. Some of the changes will start showing up with updated apps on iOS and Android in the next few weeks, though other parts will only roll out next year. Dropbox is one of the world's most popular cloud storage solutions, and they themselves explain that their service hosts over 35 billion Office documents. It's obvious a partnership with Microsoft will be of great benefit to them. Samsung hasn't been having the greatest financial results lately, with a market decline in their profits that seems to be a lot more than a blip in the data. But the company is looking towards the future and hoping to reclaim their lost mindshare. In fact, Samsung is reportedly to change things up as the company is currently re-envisioning their flagship device, the Galaxy S. According to the latest reports, Samsung is working on Project Zero, a complete reimagining of their premier handset, a vision that will come to fruition with the launch of the Galaxy S6 next year. The current Galaxy S5 has failed to capture the public's imagination, so the next version of the device is rumored to adopt new design techniques, such as the metal body, currently present in the Galaxy Alpha and A series, and major overall changes aimed to impress and reinvigorate Samsung's lineup. It looks like a serious security flaw was discovered in many versions of Apple's OS X, including the recently launched Yosemite. There isn't much info on how it works, but Apple is reportedly trying to fix it already. The news came via a Swedish hacker who found the so-called root pipe vulnerability in older versions of Apple's OS. He then discovered that with some small modifications, the same exploit could be used on Yosemite. RootPipe allows a malicious attacker to gain root privileges from an admin account and run pseudo commands, bypassing the usual security employed by the OS. The hacker who discovered the flaw has not wanted to disclose further information while we wait for Apple to patch it, a time frame tentatively set for January 2015. Until then, the usual safety recommendations apply, such as not using admin accounts for day-to-day -day operations and turning on hard drive encryption if you handle sensitive data. You might recall that earlier in the year, Satya Nadella showed off on stage a new feature coming to Skype, a real-time translation for audio and video calls. 
While that tech is almost ready for a public preview, you can sign up and try it for yourself in the near future. While Skype has always been great at connecting people across the world, Microsoft's new initiative may actually change things in a radical way. With the new real-time translation that's being tested out and implemented, you may actually be able to talk to anyone, in any language, and get your message across. And while this may not sound that exciting for regular consumers, it could do wonders for the business environment. The preview for Skype Translator will go live later in the year, but people can sign up now on the Skype homepage. The preview will be coming to Windows 8.1 and Windows 10 devices first, with other devices being included later on. And obviously, it will only support a limited number of languages at launch. However, based on user feedback, both devices and languages will be expanded accordingly. Verizon and AT&T, two companies that are very much at war with each other, are joining together for the betterment of technology. The two cellular giants will work to bring HD voice calling to their networks in 2015 in the United States over existing LTE networks. HD voice calling will greatly improve the call quality of a phone that is capable of tapping into either service provider's LTE data network. In addition to voice calls, the efforts of the two companies will also provide LTE support for video calling and rich messaging. Voice over LTE is only supported on a select few devices, which include Apple's iPhone 6 and 6 Plus, Samsung's Galaxy S5, and LG's G2 cell phones. Outside of the 2015 expectancy, no detailed launch window has been provided. We thank NeoWin.net for today's tech news. As mentioned earlier, Great Little Seminar is launching a new five-week online course starting December 1. The brand new course is entitled, The Most Important Checklist for Any MSP. The course is intended for managers and owners of a managed service business. The course is instructed by the co-authors of the book, The Network Migration Workbook, Zero Downtime Migration Strategies for Microsoft Networks. Both Manuel and Carl Polichuk have built hundreds of checklists and standard processes for running a successful MSP business internal checklists for running your company, and external checklists for managing client relationships and client technology are covered. Odd Tuesday's listeners can register for this class at a discount by using the Odd Tuesday's show coupon on checkout. That's one word, Odd Tuesday's. That will give you a 20% discount on class fees. Please visit greatlittleseminar.com to register. Also, a reminder that those listeners wishing to connect with Carl at any of his shows in Australia or New Zealand can use coupon code OTROADSHOW to register with a $50 discount. Please visit smbroadshow.com for full details. Thank you for joining us today. Please join us in our next episode, November 18th, where Carl will be joined by Jay McBain from Channel Eyes and one of our resident oddballs, Rayanne Buccianico. I look forward to seeing you then. Take care.